0: depth investigative This is KXAN News today
1: Good morning, everyone. Following our much needed rain that some of you saw yesterday, we could finally start seeing that sun break out. (laughs) I know a lot of us need it. I'm Sally at Fondus. And I'm
2: Erica Brennis, meteorologist Kristen Curry joins us. Kristen, so what is this week going to look like?
3: We actually have pretty quiet weather for the next few days, but rain already in sight here. So let me show you what's going on with your forecast today. You'll notice this morning a couple little spots of sprinkles possible here and there, but that'll be about it. It's not enough to put a rain chance in the seven day, just one. One or two raindrops squeezed out of those clouds, and we're going to be talking about sunshine later on this afternoon. Live look outside. Whittlesey Landscape Supplies weather camera there in Liberty Hills, showing me all that cloud cover up top. Temperature-wise, doing just fine. 50s across Central Texas. 51 in Mason. 55 Georgetown. 58 Bastrop. Looking at 58 degrees also here in Austin. Temperature-wise, most of us a few degrees warmer than where we were yesterday at this time, and we're certainly going to be looking at that warming trend this afternoon as we. We take yesterday's 60s and turn them into 70s again today. 59 to start, 69 by lunch, forecast high 71 degrees. That's actually where we should be for this time of year. Those low 70s, very normal for the middle of November. Coming up in your first morning forecast, the warming trend just getting started, but we do have a cold front coming in late week, and it's likely we even get some rain chances back in the extended forecast. So some weather to talk about. I've got those full details for you in your first morning forecast. Thanks, Kristen. A husband, stepdad, an Austin police officer
1: known for his smile. The community continues to remember and grieve the loss of Officer Jorge Pastor. There's a memorial at APD headquarters. It's been growing. It's to pay tribute to the fallen officer. The senior officer was shot and killed in a South Austin neighborhood early Saturday morning. Started out as a call, a 911 call, about somebody who was stabbed inside this home, and then it turned into a hostage situation quickly after that. Officer Pastor and two other people um, were told were killed inside. The suspect also died at the scene. The other officer who was shot is in stable condition this morning at the hospital. The incoming president of the Austin Police Union calls Officer Pastor a friend. He was at that terrifying
2: scene over the weekend and says he was one of the last people to see Officer Pastor. He shared what that moment was like.
0: I was standing on scene. He ran up, he saw me and other officers, gave us hugs, and with a smile on his face, he went into battle, and he didn't come home. That is a warrior's death right there, and he did it fighting for Austinites.
2: Austin Police Association President-elect Officer Michael Bullock tells us Pastor would always greet you with a hug or a fist bump. He says, Pastor trained hard and was passionate about being a police officer.
0: The only hope that we have and the solace that we find is when we honor their legacy by continuing to be the warriors that go out and fight for this city. We're hurting. This department is struggling. Three officers in one weekend. That is an incredible toll on this whole department.
1: Among the three officers that you just heard him talking about officer pastor and two other officers, uh, those officers, the two died in separate incidents. One, a retired officer died in a car crash over the weekend and another officer at APD died by suicide. We just learned, by the way, Officer Baslord's final patrol. This will be his procession route. Memorial and funeral services will be held this Friday in the morning, and it starts with a procession from We Corley Fish Funeral Home on Park Crest Drive near Northland Drive and Moat This is the map to give you an idea because I know a lot of people would like to line the streets to say goodbye. The procession will go through various streets. It's going to go through highways as well, and then over to the state capitol. From there, it's over to the Circuit of the Americas for visitors and funeral services at the amphitheater which is significant because with the other um, funerals that we've seen for other fallen officers. This is the first one at the Circuit of the Americas to give you an idea of how big the goodbye is going to be. Okay, in other news, the nine justices of the US Supreme Court has signed formal ethic rules after some of the justices faced public scrutiny when they were revealed to have enjoyed some perks travel funded by political donors that they have failed to disclose. The new code of conduct also outlines where a conflict
2: of interest would require a judge to rescue themselves from a case. Law professor Charles Jay, who has written extensively on judicial conduct and accountability, explains that the new code of conduct can protect both the judges
4: and the public's trust in the court. In some instances, people are making false or stupid accusations of misconduct, and they can point to their own code and say, it's, I'm clean, this is fine. So I think it, it, it serves both as a sword and a shield. But if, if a judge m- misbehaves, I think they've got some answering to do, whereas before they could just sort of shrug it off. Now they've got a code, they've got to answer in the court of public opinion at least.
2: Coming up on today, the scope and limits of the new ethical guidelines and why some lawmakers are pushing for even further action.
1: we to continue our coverage of some high profile cases here in Travis County. Jury deliberations still continue today for the trial of an Austin police officer, Christopher Taylor. He's on trial for the death of Mike Ramos.
2: Yesterday, the judge got a note from the jury saying they could not come to a unanimous decision. She issued an Allen charge trying to convince them to come to an agreement. But if that doesn't happen, there could be a hung jury meaning for the second time, Christopher Taylor's trial would result in a mistrial.
1: And more testimony about ballistic evidence expected today when it comes to Caitlin Armstrong's murder trial. Armstrong is accused of shooting and killing pro cyclist Mo Wilson in May of last year. And during the testimony yesterday, an APD digital forensics detective addressed GPS and some cell phone location information that prosecutors say places Armstrong at the murder scene. The defense, though, pressing him on the reliability of that data asking several questions about its accuracy u.s based
2: jewish groups are preparing for a march for israel this morning in washington that's expected to draw tens of thousands of people Security in the area has been elevated.
1: It comes days after reports that newborn babies are dying at Gaza's largest hospital. And this is according to the Palestinian health care officials. The World Health Organization says the hospital is no longer functioning. And that's after three days without power. The Israeli government maintains Hamas is hiding a command center under the hospital. Hamas, though, denies that claim. President Biden is heading out for a summit two world leaders that he could meet with later on this week. And US troops involved in a tragic helicopter crash overseas, what the government is saying about how it happened. Good morning everyone 440 is your time as we take a live look outside one of our many cameras outside give you an idea of what your weather is looking like on this Tuesday and President Biden is headed to San Francisco today. He's planning to meet with Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador later on this week. The meeting will take place in San
2: Francisco on November 17th on the sidelines of the annual Asia Pacific Economic Cooperation or APEC Leaders Conference. President Biden and President Lopez Obrador are expected to discuss ongoing efforts to strengthen the relationship between the U.S. and Mexico, as well as how they can manage migration at the southern border. The United States is hosting the APEC Summit of World Leaders for the first time since 2011. President Biden and Chinese President Xi Jinping are also set to meet face-to-face on Wednesday
1: during the APEC Summit. The trial continues for the man charged with breaking into Nancy Pelosi's home and attacking her husband.
2: Paul Pelosi took the witness stand yesterday and recounted the night of October 28, 2022, when the shocking intrusion happened, saying that David DePape, the man who broke in, asked where Nancy was before allegedly beating Pelosi over the head with a hammer. Monday's trial also saw a string of law enforcement officers also testify. Including an FBI agent and Capitol Police, who provided context in their case against DePape. The FBI agent had collected the electronics that DePape was carrying at the time, and the U.S. Capitol officer overwatched surveillance cameras at the Pelosi's home. DePape pleaded not guilty to attempted kidnapping of a federal official, attempted murder, and assault with a deadly weapon, among other counts. If convicted, DePape faces life in prison. Coming up, a new rideshare company hoping to give a bit more money to drivers here in Austin. What company leaders say they're doing that makes them different.
5: Longhorns now dealing without their most productive offensive player for the rest of the year.
1: I've got more on that coming up. Good morning, everyone. This is another live look at the cameras that we have for you all over Central Texas. This was over at Liberty Hill. Kristen is here with a look at your forecast coming up in just the next few minutes. But first, we have your news. And a new rideshare company guaranteeing more income for drivers is hoping to gain some ground here in Austin and has no surge prices. And it claims to be safer for riders.
2: Yeah, so I got a chance to take a look at the new company. And now here is an introduction into rides.
4: We designed this company with uh, my daughters and my wife in mind, and then trying to take care of the drivers better.
2: Steve Wright is the CEO and founder of Rides, a rideshare company that can be found in Austin and 19 other spots around the country.
4: We came up with a program. That uh, the driver really gets to keep everything from the fare, except for you know the airport fee or you know a little bit of insurance. But everything that can go to the driver does.
2: So how does rides pull that off? Well, the drivers pay a subscription fee between twenty-five to hundred dollars a month. But for right now, they're not charging Austin drivers. James is a full-time rideshare driver driving for Uber, Lyft, and Rides.
0: It is a very cost-heavy industry. Um, I've been doing this for seven years. This is my fifth vehicle in that seven years.
2: While Uber and Lyft both increase the price of a ride during surge hours, rides does not.
0: We have
4: something called perk, where the passenger can actually um, add a perk to entice a driver. So if they know, well, the other company's surging 60 bucks and they don't want to pay that, they say, well, you know, I'll give James 30 bucks or whoever. Um, and uh, the driver gets to keep 100% of that.
2: Both Uber and Lyft do not disclose the breakdown of the cost of a ride and how much goes towards the driver during standard or surge pricing. Though he makes more money driving for rides, James says he does 40 to 60 rides a week on Uber and Lyft, but only 20 on Rides.
0: But I'm trying to grow. Just had business cards created for Rides so that people can order uh, me directly as a driver, and trying to grow people who understand the rides app and understand its benefits.
2: But ride CEO says they won't just let anyone drive for them.
4: We only want the best drivers. We don't want all of them. You know, um, we've had drivers that can't pass the drug test. We do a face to face interview, by the way, with every driver. Every driver comes in, says face to face. We do an extensive background check, drug testing and the whole bit.
2: In Austin, Erica Brennis, KXAN News taking on the big dogs,
1: right? Uber and Lyft, not easy. No, but I think um, I'd like to help out like a company like that, especially if they're, you know, saying it's a safer experience for you. I do appreciate Mm -hmm. the
2: extensive background check that they meet all the drivers, they do a vehicle inspection.
3: Kind of makes you wonder, well, like, what are the other guys? I know.
2: I was <laughs> like, what am I, have I been doing? He, yeah. yeah, I didn't include that part of the interview
3: because
2: uh, he definitely had some, you know, sure, things like, to say. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but you got to
3: appreciate the hustle. You know, it's yeah. not yeah. easy to take
2: on a company like Uber. And for Lyft. sure. And yeah. as a
3: consumer, more options, better, better options for yeah. us. Yep. Let me show you what's happening outside this morning. We've got a cloudy sky for most. A couple little sprinkles here and there. Those are fading, though. Unfortunately, we are not going to be looking at any beneficial rain today but our focus now turns to the warm-up we've got coming in. The temperatures this morning in the 50s already just 1 to 2 degrees warmer than what we had yesterday, but as you can see, maybe a light coat still needed to start. From the 50s through this morning, we can expect low 60s by the end of the morning. That gives us the upper 60s by noon, and then on our way to a high of 71 today, and then we'll get some more sunshine in here in between those clouds later today as well. As far as your evening goes, you can expect those 50s and 60s for most of those hours. As far as those skies go, I'm not super worried about really anything today. Some scattered clouds, sunshine in the mix. We are going to get rid of any sprinkle activity we have this morning by the later part of this morning or later part of the day, I should say. And then your winds about five to 10 miles per hour out of the north so pretty friendly today i'll tell you tomorrow and thursday look even better because it'll be just a bit warmer in the afternoon gorgeous fall weather through midweek now friday friday's gonna be interesting because friday we've got highs in the upper 70s Cold front, although dry, will come through late in the day on Friday. That'll kick up the winds and give us a slight cool down into the start of the weekend. But it's not going to do anything for us in the way of rain or storms. I do, however, see another storm system behind that front. So you'll notice Saturday starting to see the clouds thicken up. By Sunday, some spot showers then Sunday night into Monday here comes that storm rain chances improving here. Now it's early to start talking about rainfall potential, but right now I'm seeing about anywhere from a quarter of an inch to three quarters of an inch given the new data. But we know things can change. I just wanted to put it on your radar that this coming Sunday into next Monday will be our next opportunity for rain. So you can leave the umbrella at home for the next several days with 70s and a mix of sun and clouds today. Mid-70s Wednesday, Thursday. The winds and the cooler temperatures will be associated with this cold front. But like we see with most cold fronts, the winds come first and then the cooler temperatures will follow. So there's the dip in the number Saturday. We'll go with the 20% chance of rain for now on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday of next week, looking wetter. Uh, And again, with Thanksgiving approaching late next week, we'll be keeping a very close eye on that storm. So stay with cakes again for your latest weather updates.
1: Kristen, thank you. We now know the names of the two of the five U.S. Special Ops troops killed over the weekend when their helicopter crashed into the Mediterranean Sea. During a training mission, Sergeant Tanner Groen and Sergeant Andrew Southard were honored with a solemn, dignified transfer at Dover Air Force Base. The Department of Defense said the MH-60 Black Hawk was conducting aerial refueling training when the aircraft experienced an in-flight emergency resulting in that crash.
2: Grown and Southern were part of an elite group, the Army's 160th Special Operations Aviation Regiment based at Fort Campbell, Kentucky. They were highly decorated with multiple combat deployments in addition to responding to deployments with no notice. The US has deployed two aircraft carriers, the Ford and the Eisenhower, along with supporting ships and dozens of aircraft to the Eastern Mediterranean since Hamas's October 7th attack. On Israel to act as a deterrent to ensure the conflict does not expand.
1: More than a century has passed since 110 black soldiers stationed at Camp Logan were convicted of mutiny, murder, and assault in the 1917 Houston riot with 19 of them executed at, the Sam, at Fort Sam Houston. Well, now those convictions have been overturned. THE ANNOUNCEMENT MADE YESTERDAY DURING A CEREMONY IN HOUSTON, NOT ONLY WERE THE CONVICTIONS SET ASIDE FOR ALL OF THEM, ALL OF THE SOLDIERS FROM THE 3RD BATTALION, U.S. 24th INFANTRY REGIMENT, BUT MILITARY RECORDS WILL NOW SHOW AN HONORABLE DISCHARGE FOR THE 95 SOLDIERS WHO WERE NOT RESTORED TO DUTY. IN ADDITION, OFFICIALS WITH THE NATIONAL CEMETERY ADMINISTRATION PLAN TO PROVIDE NEW HEADSTONES FOR THE 17 EXECUTED BUFFALO SOLDIERS INTERRED FOR MORE THAN A CENTURY AT FORT SAM HOUSTON. MENTIONING THEIR SERVICE IN THE ARMY. AS WAS THE PRACTICE AT THE TIME, THE INFORMATION INSCRIBED ON THEIR HEADSTONES WAS MINIMAL DUE TO THEIR CONVICTIONS. NOW WITH THE ARMY SETTING ASIDE THESE CONVICTIONS AND UPGRADING THE DISCHARGES, NCA IS READY TO CORRECTLY
0: ACKNOWLEDGE AND MEMORIALIZE THEIR SERVICE TO OUR NATION.
1: Also, in partnership with Veterans Affairs, the families of surviving soldiers will now become eligible to receive benefits.
2: House lawmakers have paused a resolution to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. The vote on the House floor was 201 to 209 to refer a resolution to impeach Mayorkas back to the House Homeland Security Committee. Eight Republicans joined all Democrats in voting yes, putting the impeachment push on hold for now. This after Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene moved to force a vote on her resolution to impeach Mayorkas last week, alleging that he has failed in his duty of managing the U.S.-Mexico border and the record number of migrants arriving at the border. The House Homeland Security Committee is currently overseeing its own investigation into the
1: Secretary's work. Congress has never removed a U.S. Cabinet Secretary from office. Almost half of the U.S. states have now legalized recreational marijuana, but with holiday travel plans taking shape, cruise operators are reminding their, all their prospective passengers leave the marijuana at home. Even if
2: you're sailing from port to port of pot-friendly places, explains cruise critics Colleen McDaniel, the cruise lines are just saying no. There are cruise lines that sail out of Seattle and they'll stop in um, Alaska where it's legal and Canada where it's legal, and yet you still cannot have marijuana uh, on board the ships. And I think that there's just something to be said for it's easier to regulate by just straight out saying no. What's behind this and some of the other surprising and sometimes complex rules you should know before you set sail. Is going to be explained this morning on today.
5: This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you. Well, the Longhorns get Quinn Ewers back on Saturday against TCU, but they lose Jonathan Brooks, arguably their offensive MVP. So, a heavier dose of C.J. Baxter, to say the least. He's carried it a total of 100 fewer times than Brooks. He did start the opener, but he's been battling injuries. Brooks has emerged as one of the top backs in the nation, number six in rushing overall, and the top ten as well. And, well, that's only part of his story. Yeah, I think the one thing that, that probably stings most for us as a team is the teammate that Jonathan Brooks is. Uh, he's a better Person than he is football player and he is a heck of a football player he's a great runner uh, he can pass protect he can he's a weapon out of the backfield catching the ball um, so naturally uh, that creates a void uh, but that also creates opportunity and one thing where we're fortunate you know timing is pretty incredible and in that C.J.'s really a hundred percent healthy again and you know I'd feel really uncomfortable if this would have happened a month ago um, because Cedric was was really struggling with his foot. Uh, for, For him to be healthy, I'm very confident in that. Yeah, Horns will be going up against a tough defense in Iowa State. By the way, their trip to Des Moines and Ames, where the game will be, just their second trip out of state this season. UT women back in action tonight. They host UT Arlington at Moody Center. They're up to number 11 in the AP poll. Back to you.
0: Tonight, we continue our three-part investigative series. Our team explores the connection between a 50-year-old state law banning homosexual conduct and the record number of legislative proposals introduced in 2023 impacting LGBTQ plus Texans. Why some say this unenforceable measure is still used to discriminate today. I'm KXAN investigator Josh Hinkle, and that special report, Outlaw, continues tonight at 10. Online now, Outlaw, the digital investigation. Watch the full docu-series and explore our interactive elements on a half-century criminalizing LGBTQ Texans. Check out additional stories on the record number of legislative policies and proposals impacting your community. And listen to a new season of our Catalyst podcast, taking a closer look at our team's personal and professional experiences shaping this report. It's all online now at kxan.com outlaw.
2: All right, thanks, Josh. Okay, coming up, when we could see jury deliberations continue for the murder trial of Austin Police Officer Christopher Taylor.